MP, it feels like every area of life at the moment is undergoing revolution. I'm glad you said that, Bretto, because at this year's Wellness Summit virtual experience, all of our speakers are presenting on the revolution. Yeah, and it's such a topsy-turvy world right now. It feels like everything's been turned upside down, whether it's your finances, your food, your health, your longevity, your family. All of these things are just in such a state of flux right now that we really need to get the experts in to give us the lowdown. That's why we have Jason Witten on the financial revolution, Cindy O'Meara on the food revolution, Kim Morrison on the self-love revolution, Marcus Pierce on the longevity revolution, the great Brett Hill on the resilience revolution, Andrea Huddleston on the hormones revolution, And of course, Joe Witten on the food and family revolution. And for the first time ever, we'll have breakout sessions on the energy revolution, the career revolution, the barefoot revolution, the real food revolution, and the parenting revolution. All this and more at The Wellness Summit, September 11 and 12. Book your tickets at thewellnesssummit.com. Thewellnesscouch.com streaming wellness into your lives. It's time to kick your shoes off, put your heels up, and listen to how to live your best barefoot lifestyle with your host, the barefoot podiatrist, Paul Thompson. Hello and welcome back to the Barefoot Movement Podcast. I'm your host, the barefoot podiatrist, Paul Thompson. And today, for all you running enthusiasts, wannabe runners, uh, never been runners like myself, I have a treat for you today. I've got Rachel Stanley with me, who's a sports physiotherapist, run coach, physio for Google Australia, and the founder of one of my favorite new apps, Run180. Thanks for coming along, Rachel. Oh, thanks so much, Paul. Really uh, grateful for this opportunity to have a yarn with you this afternoon, so thank you. No, thanks for being here. So, like I said, Rachel's a, a physio. I'll get her to a physio. I'll get her to go through um, her journey in a second. But just for some context, Rachel reached out reached out to me with her new Run One Eighty app um, a couple of months ago. And I'm not a huge runner. I tend to prefer being in the surf or down the snow, those type of activities. <laughs> but you know, I, I wanted to give this a Go. It sounded really cool. It sounded simple. It sounded, and we'll go through the app more later. But to, to get this started, I just wanted to say what a great app this is. Um, Thank it's, you. It's an easy way if you are looking to get into running and just have some guidance on how to run uh, better and how to get started. It's just, a, like I said, a nice simple app that talks you through you know, what you need to do. It's a nice little program. So I'd highly recommend checking out Run 180, but you'll you'll hear more about it through this episode. So stay right. tuned for all the ins and outs um, about this new app. But right. Rachel, let us know how did you? So you're a physio. Um, yeah. You know you do amazing work with Google Australia. How yeah. how did this all come about? How did like what's your journey been to get to Run 180? Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I thank you. Paul, for that very generous um, intro to the app and um, to directly answer your question. So what it is, I've been a sports physio for 25 years and I became a physio because of a running injury. 
So that was pretty awesome. You know, I uh, got told to rest, you know, standard, maybe 25 years ago, uh, kind of standard treatment from the doctor, bless. Anyway, I eventually got myself to a physio and the physio stuck his thumbs into the bottom of my foot. Three sessions later, I was running away from the clinic going, <laughs> oh, my God, thank you so much for that freedom to be able to move again. And as an athlete, like it's so important to be able to move. And so I thought, God, I want to do this. So that was it. I embarked on the um, three-year three-year degree, as it is in England, um, at the University of Sheffield, and became a sports physio, uh, always with the intention of basically helping people to be active. You know, either get on, you know, start on a, a journey of moving or keep people moving. So, you know, various, where did I start working? Uh, Manchester, then it was Hong Kong, and then back to London. And I've been in Sydney, Australia for the last 15 years and uh, got the uh, work with Google Australia 11 years ago now. So I've just loved working with the Googlers, as they call themselves, a bunch of just ridiculously fabulous, awesome humans. And I suppose we all are as humans, but the uh, the Googler is very motivated. And as you know, Paul, as a physio, it really helps um, us as clinicians when our patients, you know, just take on board what we've got to say uh, and are motivated enough to kind of adopt the advice um, so, so that they then get better. You know, if, if does that, does that make, does that ring true? Like with podiatry, like if somebody got, comes in and then you go, maybe do this, this and this, and if they take it on board, then it helps them, doesn't it? And it helps you help them. A hundred percent. And that's my whole practice has changed in helping people to do that, yeah. just to get people motivated to do the work you want them to do. Otherwise nothing changes, right? <laughs> Right. And then, right. And so exactly that. So, you know, as you know, like, um, you know, our degree, there was like three hours psychology. And I was a bit disgusted because like most of what I do is psychology because we just have to try and help see where the person's at, don't we? And then kind of go, OK, I can help you from this point exactly where you're at. So um, so and then fast forward or backtracking back to the Google story is so they're all awesome humans treating them. And this is like five years ago now. And they're all, you know, young humans, 25 to 35 years old, uh, you know, average. And they're all coming in with all these running injuries. So I was a bit like, huh? how come, you know, young, fabulous, fit? Why, why are people getting injured running? So somehow stumbled across Christopher McDougall's Born to Run. And he's pretty awesome because he just describes the Tomorrow Indians, um, mm. Central America, just natural running and talks about this thing called how your feet hit the ground. And um, so then I took myself to, you know, the, well, let's call it current, but it was five years ago now, um, uh, academic literature, um, scientific literature into running and running mechanics. And there's this kind of like magic number of 180 steps per minute. So there I was, this is like, like I said, five years ago now, in between the Google building and the star in Piermont, Sydney, and I just got went to YouTube and I just got a metronome, 180 steps per minute. And I just got everybody running, um, you know, just a little hundred meters on the um, on the rhythm. This was all of my individual patients that I had. And uh, it was mad, Paul, because what happened is 50 Googlers independent of each other. I said, oh, how do you feel? You know, and they went, oh, I feel light. And I honestly, Paul, like to have 50 anecdotals being exactly the same answer mm. when you put on when you change somebody's step rate. So I went, OK, there's the anecdotal. There's the science. 
And then RUM180 was born. And RUM180 originally was going to be a kinesthetic metronome, you know, just something that handheld that people could then feel the rhythm. Um, but then I was like, oh, but Rach, people are going to need that that kinesthetic metronome, um, which I've actually already got, were in production with. We're right at the end. Um, but that, that, that metronome is going to need um a program to inform it because people are not going to know what to do with it yeah and so i started like last beginning of last year writing audio programs and then all my friends were like oh these are great and then i was like oh maybe i just do audio and you know i created the app i contacted the apps people thanks Stuart, um in perth and he him and his team are amazing and I, I, I birthed twins in April of 2020. <laughs> My twins are the Apple app and then the Android app. <laughs> and they were two weeks apart. And uh, I don't have children, Paul, but I have two. I have I now have three children. Corporate physio is my first child. She's 11. That's that's Google. And um, and then my second children are the two twins. And um, and the twins are doing well. Can the we twins ask? are the twins. <laughs> the twins. <laughs> They're growing up. They ha- they gave me sleepless nights to start with, as twins do. And uh, um, but and I'm learning how to feed them and nurture them and share them with others. And but well, can I just I, say I'm glad you let me come and visit them because yeah, the the, the twins are great. Well, I've only met oh. one of them. I just met the Apple. I haven't met Android, but Apple was yeah. fantastic and helped yeah. me helped me actually break into. Um, some running and actually some. It, I'm, I'm gonna have to say this on a recording. This is horrible. I actually enjoyed that running, wow. which was well, unusual. I'm not, wow. Like I said before, I'm not. I've never been, you know, a big runner. It just hasn't mm-hmm. been my thing. But but I must say, running, you know, to the best. And like you said with the Googlers, like you do feel lighter. And, mm. and it kind of feels uh, like a lot more effortless, you know. And I've, I've spoken to a lot of people in the past around different mm. running techniques and just, you know, just the, the world I'm in. I, I, I come across a lot of people that want to know about running or tell me about running. And um, yeah. this run, this 180 strides for me, it was something new to me. Yeah. Um, but it feels good, you know, and, and, and somewhat effortless. So, you know, I think mm. you're definitely, definitely onto something. Um, well, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say, you know, you, you you're so beautiful, Paul, because what you've done there is, you earlier in the um in this podcast, you were talking about you used the word simplicity, mm. and then you've just used the word enjoy. Now, my brand values are simplicity, joy, and freedom. So that's Run One Eighty's brand values, right? And you go, and you've just said all of them. I said the word freedom, but you've said the other two, because as you know, as a clinician, it things have to be simple and clear. And people say to me, what's the best exercise I can do? And for 25 years, I've said to them, listen, it's something that you're going to half enjoy. Because if you half enjoy it, you're going to go and do it. Mm. I could tell you Pilates and strength training and, you know, adult gymnastics and all sorts of things. But I, if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to go and do it. So what's, I can't, you know, does that make sense? Like, I need people to enjoy it and then go and do it properly. And you've just said you enjoyed using the app and adopting it i i'm delighted paul I, <laughs> I, you know i'm I, when i say that lovely i mean it's because i ca- became a physio to give people that freedom that ability to move mm. and yet this 
is enabling me to do it on just a bigger scale because because it's software I can just help more people and then the fact that it's helped you and then you know I so respect and froth over clinicians that speak my language, and you and I very much do. Yeah. We're about natural movement and freedom and enjoying the body. And so to have somebody like yourself look at what I've done and go, it kind of makes sense, is really important to me because I know through a combined effort of, of, say, like you and I and you, myself and other clinicians, we can just help more people, can't we, Paul? Oh, definitely. And look, with the simplicity side of it, yeah. And like I said, you know, I've had I get people send me you know, things or want to talk to me about running things and whatever. And in the past, you know, I've looked at people's programs on um, like full running programs, um, which have been great. Like they're amazing, yes. but you're essentially going through and learning a lot of um, the theory and, and techniques and things. Where what I love about what you've created is yeah. you literally turn it on, you know, put your headphones in and yeah. off you go. Like there's no having there's no prerequisite. Yeah. You just kind of listen yeah. to your amazing voice, which also <laughs> makes it easier. <laughs> As I've said to you before, you've got you've got the best voice for audio. I love it. So okay. yeah. Very yeah, it's just it's simple. It's just easy. I love it. Yeah, because and you know, and you know what it's like when we try to help our clients, like with exercise therapy. Mm. It has to be um, bite size. So, because I say to people, and hey, if there's any um, chi or pose method um, practitioners listening to this podcast, look, please, please know that I I respect the um, the full the fullness of of of, of the um, the theory that um, is being described. But when I ask people do you know about the key method and the pose method? And they're like, no. And they're the most internationally recognized methods, Paul, um, mm. on, on technique. But there's like 30 components. And it's like you and I know that it, that's hard for the, for the patient. Yeah, it is. Nobody, nobody takes that on. It can be and hard so, as a clinician. So I've looked at you know, things like pose method, chi running. And, yes. You know, maybe if you're a technical runner, yes. again, for someone like myself who – I don't run a lot to then you know, yeah. to study that, try and actually work on technique and then go out and try and run. It's, yeah. it's well, it kind of becomes a bit for me too much. It's like, well, you know what? I'll go back to surfing because I know that. Yeah, you, you know, <laughs> no, that's it. No brain power. I don't have to study for it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. No studying. And, and as you kindly said, just about the app and, and another thing that you've, I think you've already mentioned, it's just like a, a 20 minute and I had a beautiful client she goes oh so I'm supposed to be 30 minutes of cardio and she goes oh but yours yours appears really manageable and I was like and that's the whole thing like Mm. it's 20 minutes and it's like you said it's periods of me talking and the person's walking and then some metronome but it's like music so it's like a beat isn't it so it's actually like you said there's not a lot to learn it's more like you just go to get your feet feet to the beat as we call it you know just get your feet in sync with the beat and um and then it's like you're dancing while you're Mm. running and um it's it it does it just puts us i mean you and i could now bang on about the mechanics of it couldn't we because it just puts you into the natural spring systems that we have called this ridiculously awesome contraption called our feet it puts us into the <laughs> both the stability the mobility 
and the spring system that these that the foot is i mean if it's not one of the best works of art of our entire body i don't know what is Mm. It's 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 beyond comprehension, isn't it? How it works, Paul, when it works properly. So is there um, like science? You said before about when you were kind of in the early phases of this, you were you know researching it and things. Is there like research around 180 beats per minute, yes. or is that something you've sort of yes there is already yes yes, and it's. And that's what I like to say to people. It's, it's, it's wonderful for me that it's not an opinion, that it's, it's like what you and I learned. So what you and I did when we were at uni is we would go and learn um, evidence-based practice. We would learn um, uh, what's already been looked at, ticked off. Um, statistically significantly proven, and mm. then you and I ha- practice from that, don't we? Yeah. It's just so when I was at uni 25 years ago, the research that I have looked at in the last five years, since my eyes are now open, has been done only in this last 25 year period. So I didn't know it at uni. Mm-hmm. So and and like you said, um, you know, you're 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 very knowledgeable, Paul, but you're a bit like, oh yeah, what's this all about? And mm. it's because like this research is there, but it's just not been brought to the front yet so you know like that it's in every physio's toolbook toolbox or podiatry or cairo it was actually my lovely one of my lovely cairo's um david stevens he's here in sydney he's like well yeah 180 rates this is like five years ago when i was telling him about it he was like well yeah and i was like all right dave you know (laughs) it's not it's not everybody that knows it but yeah so but some physios do and um, there's a beautiful girl veronica she's um one of the run coaches here in bondi she knows about it you know there's some people who have kind of gone into the science Uh have found out about this thing called like let's call it natural running just um a higher cadence but a lot of people just don't know about it paul so it's just um, like Run 180 is just one of the conduits, one of the vehicles, as we all do, that's trying to bring the science to the everyday runner, trying to bring the science of running to the injured runner and and just give them something that we've looked at. So let's take away the science. Let's take away what man and woman have been doing since the beginning of movement, which is running barefoot on natural surfaces. Um, so you think, what would I do if I was barefoot running on a natural surface? You would run lightly. Hmm. And one of the ways to run lightly is to spend less time on the ground. And one of the ways to spend less time on the ground is to quicken the step rate. So um, Cliff Young, the Cliffy Shuffle, was a 180 steps per minute shuffle between here and Melbourne. And he beat the course record by like two days. That event, um, it's 35 years ago is when he first did that. Do you know about this chap, Cliffy Young? No, no. Okay, cool. An Australian icon in terms of distance running. Yeah, so he's 61 years old, 35 years ago, rocks up to Sydney. Uh, All the lads are like, what are you doing here, granddad? And he goes, I'm running to Melbourne, kids. And um, anyway, so like I said, he beat the course record. He beat all the kids um, from Sydney to Melbourne because he 180 shuffled it. It's called the Cliffy Shuffle. So he 180 steps per minute with a stride of about, eight inches <laughs> to a foot and he just sh- 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 shuffled his way all the way he had like three pee breaks no sleep breaks he's a farmer you see and he's got no farming equipment so he learned the most economical way of getting around his farm yeah so chasing his cattle so i just think he's such a beautiful australian anecdotal on 180 but then fast forward that to kipchoge who's just bust the two-hour marathon and he's got 
It's 180 to 185. Let me be fair and bring what the exact running science is, Paul. It's not 180. 180 is, is banded as this magic number. Yeah. But the science looks like around 180, 185. Just not the 160 where the average recreational runner runs at. Yeah. So okay. it's more like it's not 180, but the website wasn't going to sound as good, Paul. Run 180 to 185. <laughs> yeah. I thought, oh, Possibly God, 190, you know? not sure. <laughs> yeah. Let's just go run 180. So, um, so run 180. So, yeah, Kipchoge, um, his average is like 183 for his busting the, yeah, but his stride length wasn't eight inches. His stride length was 2.7 meters. Oh, wow. Hectic. Hmm. One, two, one, two, one, two, but with a huge stride. So, um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm waffling because I'm excited, but, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, That's you amazing, me right? like, yeah. And these guys yeah. are breaking records. A hundred percent, darling. And so, but they all do. Mo Farah, you know, the, the big names that, the common big names that, you know, where the boys and girls stay long enough at the top. So Mo's certainly one of them, and Mr. Kipchoge is making certainly making a name for himself. They're all one. Um, Mo's, Mo's one eighty three, averages one eighty three. But what he does, like ridiculously during the ten k, is he knows that he's going to do a one eighty for the first k. Then he's going to do a one eighty six for the for the second k. Then he's going to bring it back down to one eighty three. He does this through his feet, Paul. <laughs> Hectic. That's just through feeling it through his feet. It's amazing. Yeah. So with, I've also noticed, and I don't know if it's because, yeah, like I said, you know, I've, I have looked at technique things before in the past. Yeah. But with that 180 um, cadence, yeah, I noticed that I was more on the ball of my feet or kind of, you know, more mid to forefoot running like, as opposed to heel striking. Um, there was it. that springiness you spoke about. I tended to want to... Um, like pose method, you know, like I wanted to sort of fall forward into those steps as opposed to just like leaning back, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Is that part that, of what it does to you or is that just... Massively, that just my love, massively, massively. So as you know, when the body um, comes into contact with the ground, when we're running, there's just certainly a lot more directional force, body to ground contact. And what you're wanting to do, I say to people, how does a kangaroo get across the desert? And then the person has a quick think about it and goes, uh, boings. And you go, <laughs> yup, that's, you've got a boing too. And, you know, as physios, just let me kind of slight diversion. We physios give um, patients work to do eccentric contraction of gastroxyleus. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Why don't you just get them forefoot, midfoot landing, which means then a relative drop of the rear foot in relation to the front, which is eccentric loading of gastrocnemius, i.e., let's not do. I'm sorry, physios out there. I love you. I'm one of you. But we've got boring physio exercises that we give our clients, <laughs> and it's hard to adopt, you know? And so why don't we just get them moving naturally? and functionally so that they can be adopting the appropriate muscles anyway, rather than having to do specific training. So absolutely, Paul, you've perfectly nailed it. Now, Mr. Cliffy Young, when he was doing his work, he's in his whole foot because he's shuffling. He was going at like a seven and a half minute, eight minute K pace, like literally shuffling hmm. just faster than a fast walk pace. Yeah, so he's doing his thing. So he's more in his whole foot.
But you look at footage of Kipchoge, who's now fast forward to that 2.7 meter stride. He is so far forward in his foot and he's got such relative then drop of his heel to then spring him off literally like a kangaroo Mm -hmm. that it it depends on speed dictates where you land in your foot then is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But you you, look, I'm going to do right now world. I'm saying it. Yes. Broadcasting through beautiful Paul's podcast that indeed when we're running a heel strike isn't optimal because, as you know, Paul, there's the calcaneum, the talus, the tibia, the femur, the ilium. Not one of those is designed as its bone, 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 bone to absorb shock. We take shock through the ridiculous spring system that our foot is. So that whole ability for that mid forefoot to land, slight pronation, coiling up and then recoil, pushing activation of the posterior chain, that initial inception of that reflex mechanism through the undersurface of the foot just switches everything on. We don't switch it on when we come through the heel in that when we're running. So the, does well, that having to change gears? Hey, like. I've thought about this before and there's a lot of theories out there and and people have their opinions around heel striking and forefoot striking. Yes. When you heel strike, you have to decelerate. Like you, it's just, I can't see how you cannot decelerate when you heel strike. Then you're also spending more time on the floor, which like you just said before, to become faster and lighter and springier, you need to be in the air more. That's so it. if you're putting your whole foot across the ground before you then propel to the next step, you're on the ground a lot longer. And then the other thing we know about running is the more time you spend on the ground, that's where you get hurt. You don't, get, you don't get hurt in the air. You get that's hurt it. while you're on the ground. Nice. So Beautiful, Paul. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense that you need to. I agree with you. I think we need to be you know, towards the front of the foot um, with running and, mm. and then everything you just said about that spring system Oh. rings true like that's how like why would we have that huge achilles um and all, these, and all these other you know the plantar fascia all these the functions that are designed to basically spring and recoil all that energy we've built up from that you know that's previous it. previous step you, look, you know paul i this is why i literally my love get excited uh when i speak to this beautiful um Odette Blacklock, she's up in um, Queen and uh, top of New South Wales now. Another ridiculously fabulous um, sport. I'm not going to label you directly as a sports podiatrist. She mm-hmm. does. That 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 we're all singing from that same song sheet. Because I, the human that wants to tell me that running with a heel strike is a good idea, I would really need them to tell me how. Because you decelerate, your foot will land in front of your centre of mass. Mm-hmm. It, it's a break to forward motion. There is zero shock absorption. And I think the human, and then obviously then the foot has to come down, then we have to come off the front of the foot. Like you said, that's excessive time. Too much time for too much to go wrong. So because, but people say, oh, but so-and-so runs with a heel strike. You know, they'll quote X number of runners. And you go, yeah, that's right. They do. Is anybody checking their injury status? That's right, yeah. Is anybody checking the pain levels that they're in? Is anybody? No, we're not talking about that, are we? We're just talking about their records. But has anybody checked the longevity of their career? 
Has anybody checked to check in with the athlete and ask them at the end why indeed they started with that optimal form and then ended up coming into a heel strike towards the end of the session because they're absolutely knackered. It's mm. not their prof- sorry to kind of use that word in a professional podcast, no, Paul, no. but I am so I, you know, at 51, Paul, you start to want to really speak your truth <laughs> and, you, and you and you want to really not just be like, oh, yeah, but everyone else says this. So I'll sort of say this. I, I, I really have to use my discerning professional brain as you do and say to myself, well, hold on a minute. Let's let's look at what's actually happening in the body and. And, and come at trying to help people from that point of view. So mm. literally, it's quite, I feel quite fervent, as you can probably tell in my voice. can tell, but you've also, I think people need to realise as well, there's natural freaks of nature that yes. have the worst biomechanics. Like we say that. There in, you go, Paula Radcliffe. Sorry, Paula. Yeah. <laughs> but in you know, all sports, in all, um, even just in careers, yeah, you'll have people that do things a certain way that isn't, necessarily the the best or the most efficient way but it works for them and they just somehow yeah. get away with it you know yeah. great good on them but yeah. for when we come looking at research and and you know trying to help the general public we can't take these freaks of nature who yeah, nice. might be winning um you know, awards or whatever and say well if they're doing it we we should all do it oh. like it just i don't know i agree it's just it, it does get frustrating because um, I get the same sort of thing, you know, like people say, well, so-and-so does this or I've, yes. I've heard this and it's like, well, that's great. That might work for that one person. But, you know, yes. I'm looking at, you know, you as a human and how your human body should function. And unfortunately that, you know, isn't yep. working for you. Hence why you're in my office getting treatment now for something that's broken. Oh, gold. <laughs> You'd get it all the time, I'm sure. Absolutely <laughs> gold. You know, and bless the beautiful patient. All, all, you know, and I say that in the most in sincere way because when we're in pain, we're scared. Hmm. We're trying to get the right information. We're trying to get to the right clinician. We just want to be okay again. And so I, I get it. I get, and it's wonderful that the person is trying to glean information from everywhere. Hmm, I, I think, I think just the, the, the being 51 thing and speaking my truth, it's just like, nah, it's okay. I'm going to, I'm not going to change my tune. I am just going to tell you why I think what I think. I'm going to quote you the science that I've read. I'm going to ask you to really come into your awesome ability to, um, discern information. I'm going to tell you what I have learnt, and then you can take the next person's information, and then we can all get together. And 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 and, and you, please, as a human that I respect, then you 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 do you do with it what you will. Mm. The nice thing, I mean, just to come off that seriousness, is the wonderful thing about this 180 lark is it's a bit like when you say to somebody, hey, man, just take your shoes off and go and feel how squidgy it feels to put your feet in that sand. Oh, my God, I was, in, I was barefoot on the grass. It's been winter, hasn't it, Paul? But I was barefoot walking around the park the other day. I was like, oh, my God, I'm in heaven. Right. <laughs> and, so good. And, and, and I think the um, I think the. Um, the proof in the pudding with this 180 lark is the person goes, oh, my God, I feel amazing. Like there won't be it won't be difficult 
I had a beautiful um, friend of a friend call me this morning. Hey, can you help? Yeah. What do you want me to do? Oh, is it? I'm injured. Yep. That's who it's designed for. Um, she goes, yeah, but how do I do it? I said, don't worry. Have a listen and just go real easy to start with. And you will be calling me to tell me that your knee doesn't hurt anymore. Hmm. Because that's all I get, Paul, yeah. is people calling me going, my knee doesn't hurt anymore. And I'm like, yeah, good good you know not in a silly way but in a that's the whole idea my love because you're using your body properly and um your body's just loving it Hmm. it's going back to back to its natural state yes yes it's just a beautiful thing isn't it paul definitely and with the Uh, the heel striking we're just talking about yeah and some of the um the common beliefs or the conditioning we've got I think it's just yes. important to note as well, like a lot of the early research was backed by big shoe companies, you know, and a lot of them people would heel strike in because of the thick, you know, soles on them and the, the way they're designed kind of forces you to heel strike. Yeah, you so, catch the ground, you see. Because, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. you know, some of the professionals you see running or, yeah, some of the research that had been around um, – it has been backed by some of these big companies that that own these shoes. So, unfortunately, yeah. when it comes to natural health, it can be harder to get funding for you know research and articles and and things because there's no one to kind of back it because there's nothing to sell. Well, like as far as it, you know what I mean. Like it's, I this is this is hot topic, and mm. um, you know, and one day I'm hoping to be broadcasting you know, to as many people as possible. And and you and I want to speak my truth. And my truth is, people, your foot is your perfect shoe. And if you want to cover it up for the cold and what I, you know, I'm going to, you know, the dog poo, then you, you, you need to put on a minimalist shoe. Now, some people say, well, no, hold on a minute, we've got to go to orthotics, and we've got to do this. And it's like, as, as Keith Bateman here in Sydney, he bangs on about um, his, his, his girlfriend, um, uh, is a podiatrist and uh, I said come on Keith what's this orthotic stuff what's and he goes Rachel the training wheels which means get your body stronger get mm. your training wheels on sure maybe you've got a certain shoe maybe you've got an orthotic but go and get stronger go and be your m- most awesome brilliant self and you'll be able to drop the training wheels training wheels means shoes so you could get back to natural like that that is it and but like you said my love there's no money to be earned in 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 not having a fancy shoe i'm not well it's you know, harder not to gonna... sell those features right like i mean we can talk about all the benefits of a, a barefoot shoe or being barefoot i mean it's yep. not gonna be a product like a barefoot shoe to sell but it's a lot harder and less sexy kind of saying yeah. oh come and buy this shoe there's no cushioning there's no fancy new gels like it just doesn't yeah. have the same ring to it as trying to sell those features. People want to buy features. Yes, and I think what we're going to do, you and I and the other heroes, I'll call us heroes because <laughs> it's going to be a big job, Paul, is um, we're going to sell the features of their own awesomeness. Yeah. You, you, well, you need, you need a shoe to be awesome. Like, of course you don't need – like it, it's detrimental. I'm sorry, Nike, Reebok, I'm, I can appreciate Roman Lady's not going to get too many um, sponsorships you know, from you. <laughs> But I'm quite. I, I'm happy to start a shitstorm because I'm sorry, but we, I, as a human, I, I'm all about the, the well, what I believe to be the truth, which is that we, we've got inner awesomeness. We don't need outer to to 
Oh, you know where I'm going with this. To heal. Paul, oh, I get it. We, my... we looked too much outside for for help on everything. Yes. With food. When it... Oh, quick, let's get a, you know, instead yeah. of eating healthy, let's go get a pill or a, a tablet to try and supplement that, you know, that's been caused by that diet or, yeah, with the shoes. Like, let's yeah. get that shoe in authority to supplement my body not working properly. Like, we constantly yeah. look for things to help rather than looking inside and try to actually fix underlying mm-hmm. dysfunction. I get yeah. it. I speak the same language. <laughs> we, we, we certainly do. I mean, you know, back to Google, they're, they're, they're wonderful for many reasons. Uh, but they have a program, Search Inside Yourself, you know, and so you go, okay, Search Inside Yourself. So let, let me have a look. You, you know, you're talking about the food thing. I mean, another classic is uh, Valium versus Breathwork. Mm. Like, why wouldn't you use the most simple thing in the world to calm down? Which is long, slow outbreaths through the nose, five mm. minutes, no Valium required. Like we're not doing that. We're not adopting what we've got within us. I mean, this is you know you and I doing our thing as we've realised about each other that we can go off topic because we're both very passionate about um, you know the health of the body. But yeah, back to shoes. That is wonderful. Born to Run. It's a big read, everyone. It's awesome. It's 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 beautiful actually. It's about um, you know, an indigenous population group of, of the world and just learning about how, you know, a group of people have lived since the beginning of their time. And, um, yeah, in Born to Run, he just bangs on about the incidence of uh, per capita, the incidence of running, the, of, running, of running injuries going through the roof once shoes were brought into place. Mm. And all of the top professional runners will say to the likes of Nike, I don't care what it looks like on the on the top, but it needs to I need to be able to feel my foot on the bottom. Now, that hasn't happened. You look at Mr. Kipchoge and his and busting out his last um, records. He's got the most thick, awful sole on that you could ever imagine. But the man never uses it. He uses the front three inches of the shoe for two hours. Yeah, right. The, the, the back of the shoe never comes down. I don't care what Nike Air Max you've got. I used to run in them. I had shin splints for years, Paul. <laughs> right? I'm being vocal, but I'm quite happy to be vocal because I think when one person stands up and goes, well, this is, oh, yeah, is anybody else kind of talking about this? Uh, why don't we all just kind of, uh, and I know you're doing that, Paul. I'm just backing you up. You know, as a physiotherapist, as a run coach, as a runner myself, I've been running with my dad since I was 10, 51, 41 years. I've been running. You know, I've had my injuries. That's because of shoes and poor technique. I've been on my own journey with it. I now run every day. I'm completely fine. I feel fantastic. I'm getting stronger as I'm getting older. Um, But it's, um, yeah, wow. So do you encourage people to wear, so with the shoes? Nice. Thank you for that what, question, my love. What so, would you encourage someone to wear? And, uh, yes. and keeping in mind that, you know, some people listening in may have never run and they want to, you know, give the app a go and it's their first time running. Yeah. What What would you recommend with shoes? Like obviously I, nice. I, we're hearing that you like barefoot shoes. I'm, I'm on the same page yeah. there. But okay. yeah, what would you recommend? Thank you so much. Massive. Number one, whatever the humans already got, that those Nikes, those Reeboks, those Adidas, please keep them on. Because I want the human to learn how to move properly first. Love it. Right. So move properly first. And then 
buy yourself some minimalist shoes and walk in them. Do not run in minimalist shoes before you've had one, two, three months of them being your standard shoe. Even if it's converse, people, like at least it's completely flat rather than a bigger heel to a lower front. That is where the, all the problems are, because when we're walking, the heel has no choice but to catch, literally get caught on the ground and is the first point of contact. It's a beautiful way to get knee pain, lower back pain, jaw pain, headaches. Start walking around where you're going to be using your whole foot, which is a flatter shoe. Okay, then definitely adopt strength and conditioning into your week because I can't just get you getting, I, I need you to run in your normal runners now, learn the right technique, be really comfortable, and then gradually start to bring your existing runner down towards a more minimalist shoe. But make sure that you're not the weekend warrior. You can't just do a run at the weekend. You need to be competently running properly before I can advise that you start bringing it down into a minimal issue. And the reason why I'm saying this, lovely Paul, is because we're using our posterior chain like we've never used it before when we get our cadence up. And if I take you into the full heel drop, if you're forefoot striking and you're fully heel dropping, you're gastrocanceleus. You're not going to be able to get out of bed for four days. Yeah, so I want the first big range of motion. Right. So if there's that wedgy, horrible heel in the way to start with, that's fine. So let's get you stronger through your back line, and then we can start to drop the shoe down to the minimal shoe that you've been walking around in for three months. Yes. Then you're going to get into your silly levels of awesomeness. Love it. And for those of you who may have not understood some of the technical jargon in a, in a basic kind of explanation, I talk about this all the time in here with runners and, and a lot of football players as well. Yep. That when you're in that raised heel that you're used to, your Achilles and calf and everything's shortened, shortened by, you know, a centimetre or more. Yeah. Then you're going, you know, when you start running, you're putting more stress through that anyway, so you're getting used to that position. But you're yeah. so used to relying on a shortened Achilles. If you jump into a, a flat shoe and try and push yeah. yourself with something like running, um, then you're trying to take your Achilles to an extra centimetre that it doesn't have the range for. So you're going to end nice. up with pain. Nice. So, so wow. like Rachel just said, I completely agree. This is a conversation I have daily with people that it's, it's not about changing your shoes no. on day one, no. whether it's running, whether it's whatever, whatever your sport, whatever you're trying to achieve, the shoes yeah. is one of the last things we change. It's getting your body Stronger. fit and healthy and functional Yeah, wow. then, and then change the shoe to, to help aid your body in keeping that functional movement that you've gained, um, but changing the shoes won't give you a functional body. Wow. And that, beautiful Paul, is why beautiful, vibrant, bless them, got into all that trouble. <laughs> I just had this conversation yesterday with someone. Uh, yes. The Paul, because, man, bless that's them, such a great shoe. Such a great shoe. Like, I love it. I love them all. I love all the minimalist shoes. But bless, they brought out these five-toe things that were pretty bonkers anyway, pretty awesome, whatevs. And then people, but no technique. It's like, whoa. 
running injuries went through the roof. Bless those guys. So, but the poor guys, I, like they also part of their marketing campaign just brought them undone because they were saying, you know, this is a a more natural way of running. It's it's better for you and. And in yeah. theory, it, it is, right? But yeah. you take a dysfunctional person, it's not yeah. better for them until their body's fixed. And, yeah. And you have That's... these people running in, you know, your ASICs and your Nikes, and then overnight yeah. changing to the Vibrams and running the same, the same amount of Ks and just, yeah. Crazy. Just lower limbs just exploding. Exploding everywhere, bless them. So, <laughs> So I'm I'm coming. I've got your back, Vibram. So and, and and Vivo and all the rest of you, innovates like everybody, because I just want to help the person run properly first, and then, like you've said, Paul, then the body's adapted, and then we can bring out more awesomeness in you by making you have your natural increased range and strength by going towards uh, minimalist and barefoot. It's Love just it. so brilliant like I, I and just to say Roman 80's got big dreams um you know I uh, anybody out there wants to know where I'm going with it like I want to help people run properly and I want to bring injured uh, runners back uh and all funds that run 180 um I'm I'm under a trust called dream wild uh all funds are going to go towards projects that raise consciousness but one of them I, and I think included in this is Run 180 wants to fund those beautiful men and women that start off as boys and girls running barefoot. And I want to fund a group of those runners so that one day you and I, Paul, can sit there and go, oh, check out that world record's been beat, but been <laughs> created by somebody in barefoot. Yeah. So because I want to sponsor the athlete that comes up naturally, literally naturally and never goes into shoes. And then we and we're going to that's that, that's when we won the game, Paul. Well, I'll tell you what, you can uh, keep an eye on my six-year-old son. Yes. To this day, he's never worn a like, traditional shoe. He's a raised been in, shoe. He's been in either, he's mainly barefoot or he's in yes. you know, barefoot shoe. So he'd be a good one for you to, uh, to uh, keep an eye on and see if you can do some work with him and Let's, and see okay. someone that's never been in a heeled shoe, what, what can be done. What can be done? What can, mm. exactly? What can be done? And then can that you know? Anyway, we, you've got to dream big, right? That's <laughs> so right. Dream, dream wild. So, so for um, those dreamers out there who yes. have an injury, yeah, and nice. want to yeah. want to start running, how can yeah. you make this dream come true for these these injured runners? So you mentioned before your friend had messaged you about being injured and doing run one eighty. Yeah, so you're saying that's okay if you've got an injury, you can. Nice. Do you run 180? Is there any other drills and things you should be doing or is it just the the app's fine? Yeah. Okay. So I think just to, you know, throw my physiotherapy professional cautionary head on. Of course. Clearly, you know. I hope you would. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Rachel, for doing that. Um, (laughs) Anybody anybody listening, um, the particular type of pain that I'm describing that Run 180 can help with is that exact pain that you get when you're running. If you're always in knee pain, then please come and see one of us, podiatrists, physios, chiros, osseos, et cetera. Please come and see one of us. I'm just talking about you, the client, the patient, the runner, that you're fine. But then when you go for a run, you're like, oh, my God, the front of my knee hurts. The side of my knee hurts. My Achilles hurts. My lower back hurts. I always get a headache. I get jaw pain. If you're the person that gets pain whilst running, then run 180 
And I want you to go and run and try it because you're probably not running with a high step rate. If you change your step rate, you change the way you use your body. So you will not be recruiting and loading adversely that which you currently are, i.e. you won't get the pain that you're now getting. So classic. Let's go to literally the classic. It's called jogger's knee, iliotibial band friction syndrome, pain on the outside of the knee whilst running. It's because of tightness and weakness in the TFL and glute med, puts a lot of tension onto the iliotibial band, pulls on the side of the knee, ouch, jogger's knee. Mm -hmm. When you increase your step rate, you don't rely because you're not, you're spending so much less time, uh, up to 16% less time on the ground from 160 steps per minute to 180 steps per minute. You're spending less time on the ground, so you don't recruit your lateral your side hip muscles, you recruit the, your bum and the back of your, your leg. So you're not going to get that same tension built up. So you won't get that knee pain. So what I'm trying to say is try run 180 if you get pain whilst running. Uh, try level one. It's free. It's a 20-minute file. That's you walk from. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> yeah, it's totally free. And um, it's literally the entire premise of the app and uh, the, the, you know, the, of the philosophy is in that 20 minutes. It's walk a minute. You'll hear my voice. I'm educating you in the program. And then the, the metronome will come in. One, two, boom, 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 boom. You're encouraged to let your feet follow that beat. You're encouraged to run slowly. You're normally a five-minute K person. I want you to go at like six and a half, seven. Take a really short stride. Think about running lightly. And then, oh, minutes over and done with. I'm walking again. Run, walk, run, walk, run, walk. 20 minutes. You get to the end of that. You go, hold on a minute. She was right. My knee doesn't hurt. I'm run.180, um, uh, everyone, if you're listening to this, please bombard me with questions. Mm, please ask me anything. I want to help you. I it's why I'm doing this. So and yeah, Paul, God, I've just no, seen awesome. the time mate, and I know you're coming up for your time. So no, it's all I'm good, just wanting yeah, to just, keep frothing, but um yeah. But yeah, with that in mind, so yeah, like Rachel yeah. was just saying, if you have chronic pain, like see a practitioner. And this is something yes. a lot of people and you know what? Like even if you want to run, like use the app, but even like like Rachel just said, like she's giving you guys the go ahead to bombard with questions. Running is a skill, okay? Like, if you wanted to go and play tennis, you would get a coach and learn to play tennis properly. Yeah. If you want to do a lot of sports and do them regularly, you tend to be in a club. But running, we don't. Running, we just get out there and do what we want to do, and people get hurt, and then running gets a really bad rap. That's it. So use this app. You know, Rachel's giving you guys the the first um, episode or first part of it for, for free, so you can... Try this and actually, you know, try to improve your technique, improve yeah. your efficiency at running. Yeah. And then I'd encourage you to still reach out to Rachel and, you know, keep your eye out on any other workshops or group runs or where you can get more info and, and more help with technique um, to run. If this is what you want to do as your sport, you know, mm. invest a little bit of time and money into to doing it properly because it's going to pay dividends in the long run. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with chronic pain, see a practitioner um, and make sure you get your biomechanics checked um, because that's quite often a, a thing that people leave until major injury as well. So if you're getting niggles or chronic pain, get assessed. So yeah. 
getting started. Oh, actually, Rachel, just on um, wanted to ask with the injury stuff. Yeah. Um, in the past, um, I've had some clients who have you know just come back from having babies and and, and have pelvic floor issues. Yeah. Is that something that Run One Hundred and Eighty will help? Which as well, like some of these ladies want to get back into running, and I'm normally like, oh, sure, try it. I don't know, but yes, is this it's, something? Well, that will thank help? you, Paul, because basically there's a an absolutely beautiful practitioner here, Bondi Junction, one of the um, key women's health physios uh, that we've got in Sydney, and she and I are creating the postnatal for Run 180. So oh, we're going to be that's going to be the fourth section in the app. Um, however, I did speak to her. Um, this two two months ago was the last meet that we had, and she said, you know, let let anybody that's asking a question just clear it with their women's health physio, yeah. just depending on how their birth was, you know, the weight of the baby, was it their first baby, what you know, that the if if you know you beautiful women out there, if you've got your questions, just please ask your midwife, your women's health physio. But um, I was advised by this particular women's health physio that when they get the go ahead. Um, then they can just try level one of the new or the injured because it's that same intervals. Um, it's the same free program and it's that same intervals of one minute of walking and then one minute of gentle 180. Mm. Um, so, but it doesn't directly speak to the female yet, but we've got, we're bringing it. So yeah, thanks for asking that question, Paul, because there's a huge population group. Yeah, no, I love it. I, I get questions about that, um, like in the clinic. And it's something that I don't know a lot about. So that'd be amazing if there was somewhere to, you know, to refer people to 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 kind of yes. work on that because it's obviously an important part of um, people's lives. Yes, and please anybody there, just just um, shoot me a message. I I want to answer all of your questions. Um, I don't know if this is weird to say, but there's no charge for my time. I. I'm doing this as a give. I'm obviously promoting my business because I want to help more people. So please, please ask me for my time. I want to give it to you. I'll give you details of clinicians, um, this same physiotherapist that I'm talking about. I can put you in touch with her. You can ask her direct questions. Um, yeah, we're just, I think we do it because we want to help people, right, Paul? Definitely. And like, you can, you can tell, you know, you're passionate about what you do, you're yeah. very knowledgeable about what you do as well. So I'd encourage people to, to definitely reach out and ask questions because you're the you're the guru in this uh, in this field and, and this is your <laughs> definitely your passion. So where can people yeah. like on social media? Where can people uh, reach yes. out and reach out and connect with you? Yeah, thanks, Paul. All it is is so run one eighty r u n one eight zero dot com dot au. Come and um, check out my website if you want more information. But then run r u n dot one eighty on Insta. So some other beautiful humans got run 180. Um, so I've got the run dot 180, and um, come and find me there. Um, we've also got a Facebook page, Smiles Not Miles, because it's because <laughs> it's literally all about enjoying ourselves, Paul, rather than flogging ourselves. Yeah. And are you doing any sort of group runs at the moment? Did I see that? Was yeah. Yeah, the Smiles Not Miles, what I'm going to be doing going forward, what we're currently doing, we've got 156 people around the globe uh, training for the half marathon that was coming up here in Sydney, November the 15th. Um, anybody that's out there, they want to come and join it, please do. It's literally Smiles Not Miles on Facebook. So um, come and come and join me because I've got a free 16-week um, program. We're only on week four, so it's easy to jump in. Um, yeah, and I want to do ongoing programs like this to support people online, Paul, globally. So 
So women and men and women around the world are going to be doing 21K on the 19th, the, the 15th of November, yeah? But they're not going to be here in Sydney. Uh, oh, no, they're by themselves. Virtually, yeah. There's a lot of, as you know, Paul, there's a lot of virtual run events in the world because of what's happened. Um, so I'll just be, a yeah. Zoom, using, <laughs> using a Zoom marathon. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> You've been just sitting there with them all on the screen, just checking yeah. in that everyone's doing it properly. Checking, that's right. <laughs> I love it. I'll um, I'll put the links as well to to the Facebook group, um, to Rachel's Instagram, and to the Run One Eighty website in the show notes below. So be sure to check them out, and like you'd be crazy not to ask Rachel questions. Mm-hmm. Like to have someone with with this much experience um, as a physiotherapist, run coach, you know, Rachel's been there and done the marathon yeah. thing before. Um, so if you have questions about running, um, you know, injuries, whatever, I'd be <laughs> I'd be definitely taking her up on this offer uh, because that doesn't come around all that often with someone mm-hmm. with, like I said, this much experience and knowledge about running. So. Mm. yeah wow paul thank you i because I, I do love i really do want to help people um i do so thank you for that because uh yeah that's the truth <laughs> no that's right thank you so much for uh for stopping by today and and talking about run 180 but giving us a lot of just golden nuggets um <laughs> about running about technique about shoes it's there's been just knowledge bomb after knowledge bomb um, <laughs> dropped through this episode and um, yeah I really appreciate your yeah. time and I'm sure everyone else would have learnt um, a lot as well and I'm like I said one last plug for that Run 180 app um, I think it's fantastic I think it's definitely worth um, downloading it and just give it a go see how your body feels see how you like that that beat um, and then take, yeah. and take it from there. Nice. Wow. Yeah, Paul, you're <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so are you. Thanks for uh, thanks for birthing the twins. The world needed them. <laughs> Look <laughs> after <fun>. them. <laughs> I will, darling. So much. Thank you. <laughs> no worries. Thanks again, Rachel. We'll, I'll uh, I'll talk to you again soon. Cheers, darling. Wonderful. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash The Wellness Couch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.